I'm going to talk a little bit about dance because that's what we're doing right now. So I thought I would just grab that. Um, so I um, I do. Uh, Chris and I were talking about um, curriculum, and Joel talked a little bit about this. I have a three-year rotating curriculum. So uh, in Madison, we're supposed to do a third dance, a third gymnastics, and a third games. And then we throw in some fitness stuff as well. I try to weave fitness within my units, not do just a fitness unit. Um, but so for dance, I do folk and square dance every two years. And something Joel said is something I tell my student teachers and, and people will come to my school and said, I could never do that at my school. I said, no, you don't start in fifth grade. You don't walk in and say, we're all going to do folk and square dance. You say, kindergarten and first graders, we're going to do folk and square dance. Because like you said, they don't know any better. Um, and then you just keep teaching it all the way along. So by the time they're in fifth grade, they think everyone's doing folk and square dance and it's fun and it's great because they've been doing it. And I use stomp in place of, yep. um, that was really good transition. Yep. I do stomp, I do hip hop, um, so, um, and with my stomp unit, I actually got my music teacher to come down. So in elementary school, you have a lot of back-to-back. Uh, -back. So wherever we had back-to-back -back classes, we actually kind of redid the schedule for four weeks. And the music teacher, Ann Fayed, we had two classes in the gym for an hour. And she would teach the rhythm part for the first half hour, and then I would add the movement to it. And so we did some co-teaching like that. So yeah, that's some, you know, there's just great ways you can get around all that, you know, bring in all that kind of different stuff. So um, so I do folk and square dance every three years. I do hip hop every three years. And then I do line and popular dance. There's always some new stuff. And then I throw in creative movement every every two or three years as well. So some years they get two dance units. Um, so this year we're doing folk and square dance. And um, I try to look with my tumbling and gymnastics units. I try not to have kids do routines for every single unit. I try to mix it up. So if they're gonna, you know, so one year my focus might be on more skills and one unit uh, for, for tumbling and then for uh, dance, I'll have them memorize and, and, uh, and put sequences together. So I try not to have sequence stuff in every single unit that I do because I think that gets to be a lot of repetition. But this year was the year for folk and square dance for them to make up, make up dances and create their own folk and square dance. So for my um, third, fourth, and fifth graders, they learned two folk dances, two square dances, and two line dances. And then they got in groups of four, and they and then my third, fourth, and or my fourth and fifth graders got in groups of six to eight, and they had to create a folk and square dance. So I'm going to pass around just kind of what that <coughs> looks like. So, um, and then of course we were, you were throwing in the literacy stuff, we're, we're being encouraged to, you know, you're a part of all those in-services and professional development, so you find ways to incorporate that as well. And so we talked about editing and revising, so doing a rough draft and then doing a, a final copy and kind of what that looks like. So, um, I'll just, yeah, so this just... kind of just see kind of what that looked like um, at, a, at a grade level. Um, and then um, for music, I've done it a lot of different ways, but the way that I found works the best when you have a limited amount of time is I'll pick four songs, and then the kids practice with those songs when they're creating their dances. So they... No, so you just, yeah, share, I didn't bring it up. And, um, and so I have four songs and the kids practice with those as they're creating their dances. And then I'll say one day 
when they pretty much have the dance memorized, I said, you're going to do your dance four times. You're going to do it to all four songs, and then you're going to pick the one that your dance went the best with. And then the kids get to pick their own, get to pick their own, uh, own music as well. So that, that seems to work really well. If I have a class, sometimes we had a couple of classes where every group picked the same music. Sometimes I'll ask the group, you know, which, is there another one that you're kind of thinking of? Because we're going to get really sick of number four, you know. Um, I use Christy Lane, um, a lot of her CDs, because the music is upbeat and it's new, but yet um, I don't have to worry about words and making sure it's all appropriate. So if you haven't seen Christy Lane stuff, that's what you as well. Any questions looking on that stuff? And then you can see I have the rubric right on the back so the kids know right from the start. The very last page is the rubric, what they're getting graded on. And um, I tell the kids right off the bat, meeting the standard is what I want. And to be excelling, you have to be like ready to go dancing with the stars. You know, you have to be perfect. And so because we have a lot of high achievers in our school and they all think they're excelling. And if they don't get excelling, they're really upset. They're really like, what can I do to get excelling? I said, meeting is good. Meeting the standard is what I want you to be at. So I really try to pump that up. You talk about even just like spelling. Like I honestly, for kids even in high school, like you just, I mean, a little bit of a dab in here, but it's like you know, travels, C R E V L E. Like, do you tell the kids like, hey, I'm not worried about spelling. Yeah. Or, or do you? Yeah. Okay. I don't worry about spelling. Do they know that? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, usually on the final copy, I would expect it to be good, but we got a little rushed. We didn't have time to make the final copy as good as it should have been. So. All right. So I usually try to grade on the dress dress rehearsal, so we have a dress rehearsal where we go through the whole thing, because then I know they're really like got it down. Um, but for some groups, I'll say that was terrible. Can you grade us during the show because we're going to do better? Or they can come in, they can take a week and then recess, and we do it. So I try to make it make it uh, work for the kids so that they feel good about that. So. Um, we had one kid the other day. She just like totally melted down, I can't, she's brand new to Van Heist, she's a third grader, so it's maybe the first time she's ever had to perform in front of a group, and she just said, I can't do this, it's too hard, it's too hard, and she just did that for five minutes, and I was like, it won't be hard if you, like, start practicing instead of just saying it's too hard, so I copy off sheets for kids that they needed, she went home, she practiced, she came back ready to go today, um, but she was like, bawling her eyes out when she left on uh, last Friday, or last Tuesday, but she came back and she was ready to go. So just copying off that sheet for kids that need it, having, doing whatever they need to do. If kids say, can I come in and practice, I usually try to make it work for them. If they are, some kids already have it and they just want to come because they don't want to go outside, I go, no, you already have it, you can't come. So we also have the kids... Um, you can just pass it around. I have the kids introduce the dance show. So, um, I don't know, once the dance show starts, I to share. Um, I don't do anything. I just get to sit and watch. So the kids introduce the whole show. They, you know, they get to say what their favorite part was. And um, it really makes it their show. And then, and then uh, with our K-1-2 classes, they just perform the dances. They don't make up dances for the Fulton Square dance. Um, but this year we had them come out and they taught their parents a dance. So we had, I said, you don't get to come to a dance show and not dance. So all the parents came out and danced. And I had a, a couple of third and fourth graders say, I, I heard that you taught the, the parents some dances. Are you going to do that with our guests? I said, if we have time, we'll do it. So they were even asking if they could teach their 
teach their families some dances. So it's a really positive thing at our school. The parents love coming. And it doesn't have to be perfect. They just love come seeing what their kids are doing. So um, that's it for dance. Um, the only other thing I was going to show is when we do our hip hop, um, we have a lot of ESL kids. And a lot of people say, how do you have kids um, memorize their dances? So for hip hop, these are all the moves we teach. And we have arm moves, we have leg moves, we have body moves, we have floor moves. And then, um, so once they learn all the dances, or learn all the moves, and I put it together into different dances, um, they get to come and they have to pick two of each color and put it in a strip. And then they tape it, they paste it down, and then they can memorize it with a picture. And they usually do this in groups as well. So, you know, I'll say, okay, everyone gets, to, you know, in your group, make sure everyone gets to pick at least one thing. Um, helps them memorize it, it helps them give some ownership to it. I do the color thing because I'm kind of anal about things, but then it's really easy for me to see that they, they have one of each color. I also tell them, does a dance look, you know, do we want to do all things with our body, then all things with our legs, then all things with our floor, do we want to mix it up? And so I, then they can see right away, oh, we want the colors to be interspersed and not all the same. So it's a great way to have the kids, especially K-1-2s, it just is really fast. It's a, it's a lot of planning on the front end, but then it's a lot less when you get there. So sometimes you gotta, you know, you were saying with, you know, you do a lot on the front end to get those those uh, field trips set up, and then you get to sit back and, and reap the reward. So um, I kind of I like that a lot. Um, last thing I'm going to talk about is we've been had a big push to make conferences um, two-way communication, and we had. Um, we had an in-service about it, and they're like, what can you do to have, uh, you know, and I said, you want me to meet with 400 families, and talk <laughs> to 400 families, and go, you know, that's not realistic. And um, My principal had been asking for, for about two years for us to get out of the gym, and I said, I really like being in the gym, I like the parents to come down to the gym and see the space, and I usually have a lot of things up on my walls that they can see. But this year I said, okay, I'm going to, um, she didn't even ask this year, but I thought, okay, I'm going to go sit in the breezeway, which is right in between where all the classrooms are and where the parents come and go, and it's right next to the art and music room. So I sat there, and I had every kid fill out a um, conference form before the conference. So the kids filled those out, and then... Um, at each, outside each classroom, there was their portfolio. So at the end of every unit, they have some kind of paper that they can show their work. It might be a written test, it might be their dance, it might be their dance sheet. So I'll take some of those, I'll take those dance sheets when we're done, and I'll make four copies so that every kid has one to put in their portfolio and they get to take that home. So their portfolio was in a, was in just a, um, they, each kid has a folder, and it just take, it, does, it only takes about 15 minutes. We throw out the folders, they staple their three papers together. We had three units this fall. And then this went in the front of their folder. And then um, we actually practiced with the kids, which is one thing I'd never done before. And again, doing it on the front end really helped. Um, I said, you know, this is gonna be, a, this is gonna be, you're gonna lead the conference. So a lot of kids brought their folder to the breezeway and they took out that sheet and they talked through the sheet with their parents. A lot of parents didn't, but I was busy the whole evening, which I've never been busy the whole evening. I usually get about 10 students at the most. Um, so it was really great to connect with families. 
But the parents that, um, that didn't come and see me, they could leave a comment for me. And I had about five people who actually wanted me to call back. Um, the two yellow ones are ones that I called back. Um, they want to know, how can I get my kid to be more active? So, easy questions. Um, so, I really enjoyed that. And so, um, like this folder just went in the front of the of the bin, and then they just put all those back in here when they and they took their papers home. So, I really enjoyed doing conferences that way. And it, I can at least show my administrator that I did what I could to make make it two way communication, either seeing parents or giving them the opportunity to connect with me. And thank heavens, every parent didn't ask me. Yet. So, yes. I'll add to that. I, when I was at elementary level, I sat, I mean, it, it's easy as a teacher, especially at conference nights, when you know if I they're probably not going to come to see you, um, to sit in the gym and work in your office. Uh, but I remember making the decision to move out in the hallway and just give it just high hello. It just does more for your yeah. parent population that they see you and the kid will come. The kid always wants to come see you. It's a lot of people. You really have to be like one of the worst human beings in the world to not be the kid's favorite teacher at the elementary level. Um, I was close to the fifth year, fifth year. <laughs> just like when you do Coconut Island. Anyway, um, so that really made a difference. And then if you choose to do a field day, uh, this, the third term conferences, I would just, it'd just be, I mean, I'd be chatting left and right. Because I mean, everyone's walking by, so you can volunteer, right? You can volunteer. Oh, I'll get back. No, you sign up tonight. So that was a good way for me to have the problem in the fall. They would be like, what are you asking me for? I'm not there. I just want to see your kids. Or you know, you're doing. But it really does make a difference to be out visible in the hallway. For, for I go to the book fair. Yeah. I yeah. said the book fair because that's what, yeah, like every kid's, every person 